April 12th, Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 32. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such despicable people, even eating with them. So Jesus used this illustration. If you had 100 sheep, and one of them strayed away and was lost in the wilderness, wouldn't you leave the 99 others to go in search for the lost one until you found it? And then you would joyfully carry it home on your shoulders. When you arrived, you would call together your friends and neighbors to rejoice with you because your lost sheep was found. In the same way, heaven will be happier over one lost sinner who returns to God than over ninety-nine others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Or suppose a woman has ten valuable silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and look in every corner of the house and sweep every nook and cranny until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors to rejoice with her because she has found her lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now, instead of waiting until you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and took a trip to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money on wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him to feed his pigs. The boy became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home even the hired men have food enough to spare, and here I am, dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired man. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long distance away, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf we have been fattening in the pen. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. When he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. "'Your brother is back,' he was told, "'and your father has killed the calf we were fattening and has prepared a great feast. We are celebrating because of his safe return.' The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, "'All these years I have worked hard for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to.' And in all that time, 
You never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the finest calf we have. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you and I are very close, and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. No one said that the path is going to be easy. And it's not. We know life is rough, and we know there will be pain, and whether that pain is at the hands of an enemy or at the hands of nature or time or disease, there will be pain. That's the way life is. You have been disappointed over and over and over again. And every time you try, nobody notices. And every time you try, you come up short. Sickness is cyclical. It comes around, it goes around. You're well for a little while, and then it's the same thing all over again. But this time it's only worse. Because now, not only are you back where you started, but you have less hope that it is ever going to be different because you've cycled through it one more time just to realize, well, I guess I'm just a cynical person. Well, I guess I'm just a negative person. I guess nobody in my family was meant to go to college. Sickness becomes normal to you. And it starts to be easier for you to just accept the condition than to challenge it. Because to challenge the condition means to risk disappointment. And some of us have tried, got blocked, tried, got blocked, tried, got blocked. And now people see you and they assume that you don't care. No, I care. I cared and I cared so much, but they didn't care back. And I tried so hard and I still got looked over. And don't you know it's hard when your expectation has been damaged by disappointment? It's a slow damage. It's a slow tearing of the muscle fibers. It's a slow deterioration of your hope by disappointment. It is not one event that creates it. It's over and over. I tried and I tried and I smiled and I stayed and I disciplined and I showed up and I didn't care and, and the man has finally gotten to a place where he is tired of trying you might even feel like there's no hope but you know what doesn't matter keep fighting what doesn't kill you makes you stronger but that doesn't happen on its own. You have to choose to get stronger. Keep fighting, keep going, and don't give up because the only real failure is actually giving up. And if you don't give up, you will win. See, life is rough, ladies and gentlemen. It's rough. Things that's gonna happen to you in life, ladies and gentlemen, make it okay. I can change how I respond to it. I can become upset, nervous, tense about it, weak about it, or I can say, it's okay. Don't go through life feeling like you're powerless. Victims are people that are powerless. You're not powerless. You are powerful. You direct the power in your life. Whatever your life is right now, it is a duplication of your consciousness. It's a result of how you have decided to use your power. That's all it is. That's not who you are. 
That's just a perverted use of your power that you aren't satisfied with. And you've got the power to change that. But you don't know what has happened to me. It really doesn't matter what has happened to you. See, the only thing that really matters is what are you going to do about it? That's all that matters. That's all that matters. That no matter what you do to me, how cold and callous you are to me, lack of compassion, lack of sensitivity, how cruel you might be to me, you're not going to change me. There are some things that I went through this year that I didn't like. There are some things that I went through this year that hurt. They hurt like hell. I'm not saying that I would have chosen them if I had had the opportunity. But now that I've been through it, there is something that I learned through, what I went through, that made me who I am. There's a purpose for it. I'm not a hostage. You have to make a decision that every experience is my education. And I'm going to discover the opportunity for me to grow and for me to get better. I'm telling you, I've already made up my mind that I know I will fall down. I know that I will stumble, but I already see myself getting back up. Therefore, I'm never down. I'm either up or getting back up. I will learn from this thing.